Phew! Aggressive, angry students are tough. They can be exhausting and a huge struggle. But listen in for some hope and encouragement in today's episode on how you can interact with these tough students. I also want to encourage you to leave a review if you have not done so, wherever you are listening, Spotify, uh, Google, Pandora, anywhere you're listening. I would love to hear from you. Hi guys, welcome to Behavior Strategies for Class, your podcast all about behavior strategies to help you in the classroom. Do you need more support and encouragement for your challenging students? Do you want proven behavior strategies that will help create resilient students? How will behavior strategies influence your class? You will make a difference in their lives and prepare them for success as a well-rounded person. And I'm here to help. I'm Diane Bachman, a behavior paraprofessional with over 10 years experience in special education, working with students from various backgrounds and disabilities, and I want to offer you hope. You will be a constant, caring adult in your students' lives, and building relationships with them will be essential to achievement and triumph, not only for them, but also for you. So we'll be discussing about trauma-informed care, social-emotional intelligence, sensory breaks, why are they important, PBIS, behavior interventions, MTSS, social skills, evidence-based strategies, and more. So listen in, and I have to say, Rita Pearson is one of my idols in her fight for students. And if you have not listened to her TED Talk on Every Child Needs a Champion, I encourage you to go do that today because I want us to be our students' champion because we were born to make a difference. Let's listen in to today's episode. Don't forget to join my Facebook group, Behavior Strategies for Class. Also, there is a free resource that you can download in the show notes for some evidence-based behavior strategies. And (laughs) please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. So I have dealt with, worked with, interacted with a lot of aggressive, angry students. And the biggest thing that I have learned is to stay calm, be calm as much as possible. Now, some of the students, when they are angry, they're just screaming at you, screaming the whole class. I mean, thankfully, I haven't worked with many students who have like been aggressive towards other peers or who, you know, initially go out and start attacking all of his peers in the classroom. I haven't really dealt with that. There have been occasions, yes, where some of them have turned and hit whoever was closest to them. And usually in that occasion, we have the rest of the class leave the room unless we can get that student to leave. And sometimes we can get them to walk out with us. And other times, of course, if they're too escalated, they're not going anywhere. So it's easier to remove the rest of the classroom so that they will stay safe. And of course, other times, some of the students start tearing down things on the walls and knocking things over and dumping out whatever they can get their hands on. And because we can't put hands on them, 
because in that instance, they're not hurting themselves and they're not hurting anyone. We can't put hands on them, excuse me, to stop them. So usually we grab like the technology and move that, like all the iPads, computers, those things we try and get and move out of the way so that those don't go flying across the room. Um, Of course, I've been in situations where chairs are throwing, desks are knocked down, whatever other little staplers are flying across the room, or because we're in the room, they're aiming at us, and so they're coming to attack us and hit us. and, And so we just try and move out of the way, avoid, deflect. Um, Sometimes we can try and get them to talk about something different and get their mind off of why they're mad at us or or mad. Sometimes that works, but not really. (laughs) Because they're too mad. They're too escalated. They're not going to hear anything you're saying. So we just sometimes let them get it all out. And sometimes it'll last maybe 15 minutes to a half hour, sometimes it's an hour, sometimes longer, but usually not too much longer than an hour. And they finally sit down, lay down, stop talking, stop screaming. They crawl up in a ball in the corner of a room. And once they are calm, that's usually the time that you can have a conversation. However, that's not usually like right then. Because we will usually check in with them and be like, so you, are you done? Are you ready to talk now? And sometimes it's yes. And then you have the de-escalation and now they're crying. They're sad. They're they're sorry. And so that's part of the de-escalation too. And so we just let that happen as well. And you're still not going to be able to process with them or talk with them about what's going on because they're still, they're still in such an emotional state. So it's definitely a long process to deal with a student who is escalated that much and being able to finally come down. And we've, I've worked with another student who, who has had both, you know, some of those different behaviors when they're angry Sometimes they just are in the room and they go under desk and they just start screaming under the desk. And you try as you may to get them out. Sometimes you can. Other times, again, we have to have the class leave the room because it's not safe. And obviously nobody's learning when this child is screaming their head off in the middle of the classroom. And again... They're not hurting themselves and they're not hurting anybody else. We cannot put hands on them. So we just have to wait until they're done screaming. And then usually we can get them to come out and then we can talk with them. Other times when he was uh, mad and upset, he would go screaming and run out of the room. Thankfully, he didn't run out of the building. But he would go screaming and run in next to the outside door. And again, you can't talk to them when they're screaming and crying. You just have to let them let it out and make sure that they're safe. And once they're done, 
then you can go in, okay, are you ready to walk with me? You know, let's take a walk. And so then we usually we were able to transition them into the, the counselor's office. But these kids are tough. I mean, it's hard because you don't want to get caught up in their emotion. And, you know, because sometimes your gut reaction is to, of course, yell back, scream back, and be like, knock it off. You know, but that's not going to help them. Unfortunately, sometimes these behaviors have what they have learned on how to cope. And sometimes it's just what they've learned that they can do and, and know how to do. And so it's again going back to how can we help this child? What has happened to this child to make them think this is okay. We've had other students who get so mad, they just start banging their head against the wall or banging their head against the desk, screaming and crying and banging their heads. It's hard to see them like that, but you wonder why. It's, it's what happened to that kid. And so we've learned to give that student space, waiting until they have calmed down to try and help them figure out why they went to this extreme behavior when they got so upset. These kids need us. And unfortunately, I've been hearing a lot of terrible stories online of teachers who have just been attacked. And granted, I've worked in elementary schools, and for the most part, for the most part, they don't specifically go after a teacher. I'm not saying they never do because they do, but as a whole, when they're upset, it's just screaming and lashing out at whatever's around them. It's not specifically against a person, but the stories I've been hearing have been definitely targeted at the teachers because the older students, you know, they're getting the assignments that they're supposed to be doing. And obviously they're not doing them. And so they're coming at you and unfortunately hearing that you have no support to handle any of these situations or even after the situation, what is, what's going on with the student? Because even when they are like this, and even if because something terrible has happened to them, these behaviors still have a consequence. Like you still cannot act like this in the classroom because ultimately you cannot act like that in society. What is society going to do? They're going to lock you up. You can't go running around screaming like a crazy person and punching everybody in the face because you're pissed off and then nothing happens to you. Like that is not the real world, but that apparently is what the message is being sent to some of these students that they can get away with teaching you or treating you like this. And I wish I had more of an answer to help you with that, but obviously I can't be your admin to give you the support and the resources that you need to, to deal with these students. That's awful. So hopefully this episode will give you some hope and encouragement, maybe a few strategies to kind of help with the aggressive students in your classroom 
So first off, I just want to remind you again the importance of building that relationship with the students. Because once they're done being escalated, hopefully they can still be able to talk with you, connect with you about why they were so upset. And then you can offer them strategies on what to do next time. Like maybe actually do your work or say you need a break or step to the back of the room. Take a deep breath. Something so that you build that relationship so they know ultimately you do care about them. And I know that's hard, but we have to be the adult. We have to be the adult in the room. So, and then second, like I mentioned before, is to be calm. It's definitely tense and emotionally draining to be in there with students when they are so escalated and out of control. Um, So being able to keep yourself calm and level-headed in that situation is huge because they know you're not going to be the next adult that comes and tries to beat them because they've lost control. So being calm. So another thing that we, that I have learned and been trained in is CPI. It's also called NCI, which is um, nonviolent crisis intervention. And this training is through the district And the training teaches you what to do with an escalated student, how you should react. And there are physical restraints if you have to do them, but that is always the last resource that they teach you. And it's really only if they're in danger or somebody else is in danger. Otherwise, like I said, we can't put hands on them as much as sometimes we just want to hold them or grab their arms or something, uh, we cannot do that. Obviously, that's for your safety as well because we need you as a teacher. And then one other thing through that, another way is a supportive stance. And that's kind of off to the side. Your feet are not um, parallel one is kind of back a little bit more and the other one is forward and then your body is kind of at an angle. It's a supportive stance but it's also a non-confrontational stance because when we come at them we're like you know shoulder to shoulder our arms are crossed like we are defensive and we are um, that kind of gives the impression okay We're coming at them too. Like we're ready. And we can't do that. Because obviously that's going to set them off sometimes more. So a supportive stance, which actually gives you balance. Because if you're just facing them head on and they push you, you're going straight back. You're, You're falling. But a supportive stance, if you're angled towards them and you're, say right foot is back, you have more balance and control in how you're standing. So if they do try and push you, you're not going to fall that way. But it also doesn't square off with them 
you're turned slightly, slightly. And so you're more able to be like, okay, now that you're done screaming, can you come walk with me to the office? We're just going to talk, blah, 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 or, you know, whatever the situation is in your room. And that also, I think, kind of puts your mind back into the calm because you're not squaring off and like you're ready to fight, you know. And I get it. Sometimes you have to be because you're in danger. Unfortunately, you're in a horrible situation. But overall, if you can be in a supportive stance, calm, how can I help you right now? And obviously that's once they've like calmed down. Because like I said, you cannot talk to them when they are so escalated and angry and screaming and whatnot. It, it doesn't work. I've, I've seen people try and do that and it, it doesn't work. And so another uh, way that you can interact with them is avoiding those power struggles, which is one of those stances like you're squaring off. You want to try your best not to do that. Uh, the power struggles is getting in that yelling match. Well, no, I didn't. Yes, I did. Yes, you should. No, you shouldn't. You know, and I know that's so easy to get caught in that. But again, that come back to being calm. Sometimes not even speaking, not even answering. Sometimes it's just pointing to the door. Like it's time for you to leave because obviously they are looking for a reaction. And unfortunately, some of these kids this is what they've learned and this is what they get. So when, so they're waiting for you to come screaming and yelling at them and probably waiting to get hit by you. But we can't, we can't do that. And I, and I don't want to say like these are the simple, easy, you know, everything's going to be peachy keen. Because from what I hear, some of you are in terrible, awful, stressful situations. And I just want to say hang in there. Change, change districts, change schools. If you don't have that support of admin, because they are out there. I've worked with them who are supportive and encouraging and help give us the training that we need to work with these students. And if it's not in that district or in that school, find another one because these students need you. I mean, you think about it, probably every adult in their life has given up on them, has maybe beat them, physically abused them, sexually abused them, verbally abused them, has neglected them. And I'm not making excuses because ultimately they still have to own their own actions, their own behavior. And if nobody's holding them accountable, they're never going to learn and like I said, they're going to get out in the world and they're going to be locked up and that's not going to help them. So back to relationships, relationships, build relationships with your students. They don't all have to be obviously your favorites or you don't always have to like, of course, every single one of your students, because I know they're not all fabulous. But to show you care and encourage them, they all need it. 
stay calm. Try not to let your frustrations and emotions get the best of you. If you can, get training, CPI training, NCI, nonviolent crisis interventions. Those are really key, really important. Learning that supportive stance off to the side, getting yourself balanced as well as not squaring off with an aggressive student. And that goes to the power struggles. I know these are really tough and unfortunately this is kind of the situations that we're in. And um, obviously the atmosphere of your classroom is affected by one student. So hang in there. You have the power to make change. So I want to offer you or leave you with a quote from Dr. Bruce D. Perry, who's the author of Raised Like a Dog. He says, the more healthy relationships a child has, the more likely he will be to recover from trauma and thrive. Relationships are the agents of change and the most powerful therapy is human love. You are life changers offering hope every day. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for listening. I truly appreciate you all, and I pray that I've inspired and encouraged you today. I also want to let you know that I have a couple bit.ly links for you if you're interested in making your own podcast and sharing the wealth of knowledge that you have, being a teacher or a para or a teacher's aide, uh, anybody in the education system, I'm sure you have a lot to share. And if you're interested, I took the class with Stephanie Gass. She's amazing, super friendly, down to earth, very easy to understand, and she's great. So I have a bit.ly link for you uh, for Podcast Pro University is where I learned how to do this. And that is bit.ly slash behavior, PPU, the number four, and U, as in the letter U. So Podcast Pro University bit.ly slash behavior ppu the number four and the letter u if you're interested also to get your free printable of all the six evidence-based strategies there is another bit.ly link and that is bit.ly slash the number six for free the number six for free these will all be in the show notes in case you need to go back and check those out and i leave you with this Every child deserves a champion, and that's by Rita Pearson. So I just want to encourage you that you can be that champion and that you are making a difference. Thanks again.